couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Come on, Tara, why don't you sit here? Uh, Rick, I would rather you not dent my parents' van with your butt. I'm not hurting it. Rick, come sit over here with me. Just don't even worry about yeah. it. Narbos and Broomheads. That's all I got. Sorry, everybody. Hi, everyone. Narbos and Broomheads back at you, still recording in person like we did last week. Hope you enjoyed it. I mean, actually, I know you enjoyed it. A week has passed and we got so much feedback. Narbos and Broomheads at gmail.com. Loved it when we all get together in person, apparently. So we're doing it again. Woo! I've been sleeping on his couch all week. It's, <laughs> it's been a hell of a week. It's awesome. Yeah. You can still teach remotely this way. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so uh, we got the gang back for one more episode this week. We're going to cover Don't Dream It's Over before we get into the episode. Uh, we'll quickly go around the table, of course. I'm Alan. I'm with you like every week. Who else is with you almost every week? Uh, it's me. It's Arlo. Hi. Hi. Coming to you from Alan's living room. Still in Toronto. Yep. I guess you missed your flight. In I the missed of my flight week. several times. <laughs> and now you live here. Yep. Uh, yeah, Toronto. What's your favorite thing so far? Uh, Drew, you're also in from uh, Regina visiting. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing so far was uh, not having my wife take off on a subway train. Wait, oh, that happened. <laughs> there you go. But you, you are into Swiss Chalet. I love Swiss Chalet. Yeah, I was standing out in front of your building, and some guy came in with Swiss Chalet, and I was like, I can get Swiss Chalet! Because they don't have it in Regina anymore. I can they already used to hear, have it in Regina, and then they closed I can already hear them. Arlo going, we didn't come all the way to Toronto for you to eat Swiss Chalet. So, um... that always so good for so little. Okay, so side note, I need to know, roll call, Swiss Chalet sauce, yay or nay? I am a big nay. And Drew is a big yay. Big yay. Take shots. There's it. probably nothing I like less than Swiss Chalet sauce. I think <laughs> it's the worst. What's I think it's disgusting. I can't get on board. Like Swiss Chalet, like the chicken and all that stuff, it's fine. The sauce, no. I, send, I send it to people back home. I put packets of it and I'm just like, try this. It's delicious. And I want a better like. We have lit. a can of it in our cupboard because yeah. he insists on having it. What do you think, Sarah? Okay. So, I mean, I, I have not eaten it for decades on account of being vegetarian 
but I do remember it from my early years before I knew it had meat in it. And um, I mean, I didn't know bacon had meat in it either, so I remember that. Um, <laughs> but it smells so good. But I'm not, I don't eat it. The correct answer is get St. Hubert sauce. The correct answer is suck it, everybody. <laughs> if, you, if you like Swiss Chalet, if you go to Quebec, go to St. Hubert, it will change your life. Okay. Yeah. But, and then, okay, okay. Duly, what was your duly noted. Ocock. Yes, there's also a, yes. a chicken place in Quebec called Ocock, which. Oh, I'm, I'm not mature enough to eat that. <laughs> I'm so sure that you brought me there. I did bring you there. Who are you, by the way? Oh, I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Have we met? Um, yes, yes, a, a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm your partner. <laughs> oh. We're in a business together, everybody. Yes. She brought, she brought no, you to a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm your girlfriend. And you're hanging out and doing podcasts with us. I'm on your couch. Yeah. Uh, this is, is not usually what I do on your couch. Hello. I don't know where I'm at when you're doing that stuff, but that's cool. And, uh, I didn't say stuff. We just watch some shows. Yeah, we do watch lots of Big Brother. Uh, finale next week. Anyways, uh, and then who else have we got? Yeah, Tim's back again. Um, I'd like to point out to bring back here, like Arlo is here with her husband, so that's one couple. Alan is here with his partner. That's another couple, whether it's business or pleasure, I don't know. And here I am by myself as that uh, fifth wheel. wheel. So I, You're I with have, your um, Degrassi class of 1988 shirt. I am shirt. wearing my Degrassi shirt, that's right. Um, that's your partner. Yeah. I would like to say, I have, I have, so I've, I've called my, my ex-abusive um, girlfriend to come over and hang out with all of us. Oh, really, just so you guys know. So if you, you hear a ding, okay, kind of <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like a plan. By the way, so it's class of 1988. I don't yeah. think that Claude was even introduced to us until well, like 1990. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's the first year of high school because Bronco's on here, Caitlin's on here, Drew. Also, I, the, I know I'm staring at her right uh, over my heart, basically. <laughs> <laughs> also, these children are all in different grades, and so it yeah. can't be the class of 88. Doesn't really, but as we know, things weren't always as. So so seamless on the original. As yeah. Tim Tim and I were talking about this earlier. I actually have that same shirt, and I wore it once. And this young lady asked me if that was the year I went to high school, and I was like, "How old do you think I am?" I was so like, like I'm like I don't normally get like offended, but I was just like, I'm not. I didn't go to high school in '88. You should like, just start telling stories from Degrassi. Say, oh man, there were some things happened <laughs> in my school. I should tell kid, you. About kid, this. kid jumped off a bridge after taking acid. <laughs> This girl, she got pregnant at 14, 13. Amazing. Uh, So we're talking about Don't Dream It's Over from Degrassi, The Next Generation, Season 3. And uh, yeah, this is, well, I guess we'll talk about the episode facts first, shall we? I have to find them, though. You can hear me doing it in person. Uh, All right, here we go. It is uh, episode 17 of Season 3. Aired in Canada February 23rd, 2004, in the U.S. June 18th, 2004. Written by A.A. Ron Martin. Christine Alexiou, I don't, that's a name I don't remember. Oh, we've heard of that before. Have we? Yeah. All right. And then Rebecca Schechter. Is that how you pronounce that word? Yeah, sure. It looks like a lot of letters to say Schechter. Um, (laughs) And then it was directed by Alan Eastman. Does anybody want to talk about Don't Dream It's Over? The song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a song by Crowded House. Yeah. Um, who are an Australian band. Yes. And it's probably around 
six. Oh, how well. Good job. Hell of a guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Um, and it was a huge hit for them, right? It was one of their first big crossover hits. I think it's their biggest. Yeah, it's probably, probably their biggest, their biggest hit. hit. Yeah. I, I, my favorite Crowded House song is Something So Strong, but this is fine. And you play this song and everybody's going to start singing to it. Like, let's be honest. Uh-huh. If the song starts playing, everyone's going to start jamming to it. I like one of their later albums, the early 90s, called Woodface. And that had, like chocolate cake and it's only natural on it i really like that album i don't like chocolate cake i like the song i love chocolate cake too much the real well i like it oh okay well then get off my well couch. then fuck you <laughs> if you held a gun to my head i could not name you another crowded house song other than like hey now or i, I probably don't even hey know now. yeah hey it's now, the same not song. a crowded house song. yeah i'm like <laughs> hey now, hey now. i'm like oh, please don't shoot me <laughs> That's that's this song. Don't dream it's over. <laughs> oh, don't dream it's over. Okay, guys. Nope. That's not <laughs> also, the tune, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that, that song you sang there is by an artist known as Drew. So. <laughs> Check his SoundCloud out. Uh, do you like Crowded House? I like this song, but I think, as you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to who did the songs or who's in the band. I just feel like other people will have that knowledge and share it with me. <laughs> Which other people are you talking about? The music snobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, should we just get into this? We this is the return of uh, Rick. Yeah, I, I hate that guy so much. Why? Why? He's not so bad. I don't understand. <laughs> He's misunderstood. Um, is this? Did I mean? I'll just ask. Did you like this episode? Who hated it? I mean, Sarah. I know you had opinions. <laughs> I, I did, and I mean, I think like. I had many opinions about different aspects of it, but I I liked the episode. I thought that um, I thought a number of of aspects were well done, um, but then eh, well, no, continue. Okay, we're gonna get into problematic stuff. I yeah, I think that for a quote very special episode, which you can tell that this is. Um, I'm. I was happy that it didn't stray too much into that really, really heavy melodrama of it. Um, there's some of that, mm-hmm. but for a very special episode, I thought it was pretty bearable. Um, I just. I mean, Rick. Like, dude sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where he comes back and it flies off the rails, escalates super quickly. It, it's mm-hmm. like you. you could could he not have shown up a little bit earlier? Mm-hmm. I just feel like, have a little foresight. I think it would have been a little stronger than this one. Like why all of a sudden now are they back together so quickly? I so feel bad. like if there was one word I, I could use to describe this episode, it would be cringe. <laughs> like everything about this episode is cringing. You're like, oh god, no! Why is this happening? Like every everything about it was bad. He um, I, the thing with I, having not watched it in a while, I was always thinking like I know what happens in the episode, and I feel like. In my brain, it leads up to the big incident, and it happens at the end. So at least you get a whole episode. But it's not, right? The thing happens in, like, the first act, basically. And it's like, that's just really fast to bring this guy back. And, like, don't people see that he's a fucking psycho? And, like, we're going to get this again uh, down the road? And it's like, I don't know. And, like, he should be allowed to go to school, by the way. But, like, don't stop going back to Degrassi. Like, go to another (laughs) school. Why do they make this decision to keep going back to Degrassi? Go to another fucking school. Agreed. Um, anyways. There's more than one school in Toronto. I don't know if you need to point this out to yes. all of our listeners. Um, I will say that I find the B-plot of this episode 
pretty problematic. Uh, yes, and I know, I think, Sarah, that's what I was... Yeah, no, I would agree that it, it's it's not it's not good. There are a, a number of places where I, I felt like uh, it the messaging was poor. There are lessons that should not be learned from this episode <laughs> about how you must behave in relationships. Uh-huh. Well, Sean can teach you, though. Oh, uh, we'll I mean, that was my... That I don't think Sean is going to be a good relationship coach. This is my, my prediction. Uh, so, don't dream it's over. We start off, uh, very quick opening. Paige is planning a road trip with Spinner, Drake, and Hazel. Drake and Hazel, of course, are newly coupled um, as of the last episode that we saw. And Terry is with them as well. And she thinks that she cannot go with them because they've all coupled up. And, uh, yeah, and then they also also they also they talk about who's going to sit in the front seat. That seems to be a big, big concern. Yeah, Spinner kind of gets whiny about it. So, and that's it. That's the whole opening to the show. They're going to go on a road trip. Okay, I, I was actually thinking about this. So, like, if you're dating someone and they're driving you automatically get the front seat. Like, there's no there's no debate. It's like, if, if if I was like, if, like, you know, I'm driving, Arlo gets the front seat. Like, it's just sort of, it's rules. Like, you don't, like, if we were going somewhere, the three of us, and, like, I wouldn't be like, Tim's like, well, shotgun. I'd be like, no, dude, you're in the back, man. Sorry. Oh, no, if like, I called it inside of the car, I'm pretty sure I win the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I would have my, in, like, I remember in high school, I would have my sister in the, front seat and maybe that indicates why my relationships didn't go so well she's just really tall your boyfriend's in the back and he's like come on man I, I think i think that the the other person in the relationship has the option by default yeah. there might be situations where you're like no 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 like i'll sit in the back but i think that it's i would think that the other person in the relationship gets to make the call. Yeah. I usually try to let people with the longest legs sit in the front. You actually are really good about that. You always make the <laughs> tall people sit in the front because you feel bad. Are you, are you taller than Drew? No. Because if I recall, when I drove you here to my place, you sat in the front. But you guys had literally just met. That was the first time. Like oh, a, okay. a second ago. She was like, do you want to sit in the front? I'm like, dude, I, I don't did. even I know off- him. I it's offered. Like, I said, do you want to like... sit in the front or the back? Uh-huh. Alan is a bit intimidating. Excuse me? <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, anyways, we're uh, back from the show open. We've got Miss Kwan. Uh, she's making the class do some sort of fucking like. Lord. It's like we're doing. Miss Kwan, half her classes are in the gym. This is, is, dra- this is drama? I, drama class? Yeah. I, I'm assuming I, it's the I smallest drama class. I have to assume that it's drama class. I have to think so. Uh, so they're doing some exercises in the gym. We see Rick there, um, who we haven't seen. <laughs> In the number of episodes, but now he's there and he's just eyeing up Terry. And uh, they want to partner up to do trust falls. And so Rick asks Terry if she wants to do a trust fall. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she, she like reluctantly says okay. Yeah, like she's not. It was, she's, she was like, mm-hmm. it's do you want to be partner? She doesn't, I don't think she knows what's going to happen hey, yet. And ba- then pick if you're A or B. Boundaries, girl. Boundaries. Yeah. Well, this might be why she's continuing in a relationship that is so <laughs> but she does hesitate to fall I almost think like you really think this kid's not going to catch you like he's just gonna be like Whoops. is she worried about her weight is that like yeah. is that what's going on that's is what, she, I, that's what uh, I got out of it that's yeah. not what I thought I thought it was more like do I trust this kid 
this guy anymore. But maybe you're right. Maybe it was. It does come. I back think to we're her also later. supposed to assume just from sort of the look on her face of who can I invite to the party, <laughs> kind of thing that <laughs> we get in right the previous scene, straight to this where she's just like, maybe we could get the back. The only together. boy that ever liked me. Yeah. <laughs> The only boy I deserve. So they do the trust fall, and it's a success. He does not drop her. He does not smack her. Like, it's like the bar is not set very high. And so then they're... Indication to get back together. Yeah, they're immediately then in a conversation. Like, so low. Well, he didn't hit me, so that's cool. Yeah, we went straight from the trust fall to now they're just chatting again. Um, They come out of the gym after class. Um, and, And, like, Rick is not different. He's still talking about doing plays, and it's all the same fucking bullshit all coming out of his mouth. theatrical nonsense that he's going on about, too. Like, hey, he's still... Hey, you know. his mom directed in Stratford. That's true. That's oh, where I'm from. I his probably mom did see play. <laughs> you hear, you hear her thespian language later. Don't touch my son. Yeah. <laughs> the way she was talking, I'm like, is that an accent or something? Or is she just being, like, a thespian? I think she's <laughs> speaking to the back of the room. <laughs> so... They, uh, he apologizes and says, I wanted to call you and sorry about my temper. And he missed her. And she says, I know what you mean. Which is like, does that mean I know that you missed me? Or does she mean I also missed you? He tries to ask her out, but then she says, I'll see you in bio. And she walks away. Kind of shades of Kathleen and Rick again. Ugh. Uh, Snake is handing out pop quizzes. Scott. 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 Sorry, my fault. Uh, Snake is handing out pop quizzes, and he seems to be in a good mood, and Marco tells him that the substitute teacher wasn't as fun, and, uh, so welcome back. And I thought, like, poor sub, like, that sub was in there for, like, a month at least. Yeah. And they're like, oh, sub sucked. But, uh, anyways, I guess they're all just, again, we're slowly establishing that Snake, again, is not horny, and he's not sad, and... Like, what a throwaway scene. You know what I mean? Like... Like, they have a deleted... They maybe deleted some scenes in this show for this scene. Just there, to watch the two girls, I think, walk out afterwards to talk about... There is nothing else on the deleted scenes in the DVD. All they had, I guess. Yeah, not for this episode. So, Marco and Ellie are making plans to see Indian cinema. Uh, and Ashley wonders if Sean is going to sit through it. So, again, Ellie and Sean also coupled up in the last episode. Um... Ellie doesn't understand why Sean would want to spend time with her. Well, it's Saturday night. And Ashley's like, it's Saturday night. And Ellie says, well, things don't just change because I'm seeing someone. Correct, Ellie. That's fair. They, they didn't have a state of the relationship conversation. Like, they haven't talked about expectations. They haven't... Just because you're going out with someone doesn't mean you can't go out with your friend on a Saturday night. This is not... Your boyfriend does not have the monopoly over your freaking time. Or girlfriend. Yeah. Or girlfriend. That's Fries right. Fries before guys. <laughs> okay. This uh, took a weird turn. Uh, uh, so also, now- note that Ashley... Apparently, Ashley and Sean have no interest in each other whatsoever anymore. Because now... Yeah. Yeah. Well, did they hooked, ever? So they really hooked up happen? in the bit. They just kind of hooked up, right? Yeah, but then they, they were going to go on a date, and then oh, that's, that's why true. she and Jamie broke up for the final time or whatever, because we found out that she was still blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there, there was some... I mean, there was enough of a thing there that a conversation probably should have happened with Ellie and Ashley. Maybe it did. Yeah. I'd like to see that, but apparently it happened off screen. Yeah. They went and got coffee and just talked. Yeah. Um, Lattes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're at CQJH, and Caitlin is doing a news story about security cameras. 
Um, Big Brother's watching you, everyone. And uh, Ellie is watching it with her. And Sean just shows up. Well, first off, like, I know Drew and I shared our common love for Stacey Mystician. Oh, yeah. Like, didn't she that, is didn't really bad at doing that news report. <laughs> like, if you watch her do that news report, which I was watching very closely, she really struggled to, like, like, there's no way that she could actually pull off being a It's like you were in fucking Los Angeles. You had your own TV you show. You have your own show. You have these Emmys behind you or whatever awards behind you in your office. And this is what you pulled together. The big <laughs> thing is security cameras. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's no chance Sean is coming in. Yeah, Sean gets into the studio and they're just like, yeah, go in the fucking back and they're there in an go, office. child. Nor is this award-winning reporter, host, having a sit-down with the co-op student, having her opinion about her... Expose. Yeah. It's not happening. It's yeah. because of her big heart. I guess, She's I guess trying so. to help someone along. That's true. Who someone reminds her of her when she was that age. She uh-huh. looks pretty great in her sweater in this scene as well. Who, Caitlin? Yeah. Oh, she looks incredible. I didn't say <laughs> it she is, didn't it's, it's a good Okay. It's a good notice. sweater, but I would like to talk about... Um, her pants? Because her pants are awesome. Too. <laughs> look great in the pants. All right. All yeah. right. No, we're not getting into her pants, but... We're just I'm trying. <laughs> Best of luck. Bless you. But um, no, Ellie's ponytail. So I was really uh, like impressed. I tried to do a demonstration last night to Alan, but um, not on Alan's hair. But she's got a side ponytail, but she's got a little twisty thing going on in the back. If you try to do a thing in the back of your hair, I know someone probably did it for her, but that would be a challenging. You have a lot it's like there's a a twist braid thing going on well it would have to be ashley or something because her mom is like a falling down drunk yeah i mean i was more thinking that it was like the hair and makeup oh well obviously (laughs) obviously it's not her mom that's not canon though (laughs) yeah but fair no i was but but i did look at it i was like how how is that done and i want to i'm i'm I've had more time. I was going to try and do it tonight. What I have noticed, though, is Arlo and Ellie have very similar colors of hair right now. I guess we do, don't we? Say very, very yeah, similar. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're doing this news story together. Sean comes in. Caitlin leaves. She's like, leave the children. Uh, one have of whom doesn't have any authorization to be in this office. I have think I hear Tomas calling me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Sean asks Ellie if she wants to go to see Elimination Round 3, which I, I thought, again, like, in the hit, again, another in a string of bad movie titles for Degrassi. Yeah, like, my head really went to MMA. I said, like, no, no, this is too early for, kind of, too early for big-time MMA, but that's what I thought it was, like, <laughs> it's like, that can't be right. Uh, and so, it's, it's apparently, it's actually, like, part three of some action movie series. So, it's gonna be really good. <laughs> <laughs> we all know they really take, it, they really take off at three. Yeah. So Ellie is immediately like, yes, I do want to go, but then she hesitates, and then she decides, yes, I do want to go. So she's decided to go. Uh, So then we're at the dot, and we've got Spinner, Paige, Drake, and Hazel, and uh, Spinner tells them, whatever you do, don't order chili, because again, we have to have, like, shit humor. You know, he uh, he struggles with his flatulence. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Terry shows up with Rick. And everybody at the table is, like, immediately uncomfortable, immediately unhappy. I'm watching it. I'm immediately uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's uncomfortable with what's happening here. He does play creepy pretty well. Yeah, they're at the dot. And, again, yeah, Rick is there. It's uncomfortable. And uh, Paige says uh, that she refuses to drive that freak around. Um, 
Hazel says she must be hallucinating. And Spinner says, well, if we leave them behind, then they're just going to be here without us supervising. Like, And he's going to... And he's going to, yeah, he's going to kill her. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we, we're going to see how this plays out when you are, apparently. Like, I, I don't know. This part is weird. And I mean, they're kids and they're dumb, particularly Spinner. So I don't necessarily think it's logic. Like, you know. They, they mean well. Like, yeah. the point is, like, we don't, they can't let the two of them be alone. Ultimately, is they want to be friends with Terry. They don't want to alienate her by refusing her love interest well it's a fine line like to say okay we're gonna include him so that she's not marginalized or pushed away or not with us but then also does that mean you're kind of condoning or accepting the relationship and and giving her mixed messages around that so it's bad (laughs) it's just uncomfortable (laughs) i would say as the episode goes on they're not giving many mixed messages though they're pretty adamant they don't like the game. they yeah they clarify that he gets <laughs> yeah. to go with them but they're pretty um I, I i just wish somebody would have had the conversation with her first like i i don't know yeah that would have been smart so uh we are at the movies where marco is with ellie and he is not at all thrilled that they're going to see elimination round three and when they arrive sean is there with uh, jay and alex and it's awkward, and Jay says, Alex, I'm hungry, go get me some popcorn. And Alex says, give me $20 and I will. This is Alex's first line, I think, that we actually hear, hear her speak. Is it? Oh. She's going to become a pretty key character for a while. Uh, Sean looks annoyed that Marco is there, and Ellie explains that she already had I mean, plans with him. Sean gets to yeah. invite friends, and Ellie doesn't. Although, you, you brought that up what she should it. have done is going back in her time machine, and when he said, hey, do you want to see this movie? She should have said, oh, I already have plans with Marco, can he come too? Is what should have happened. But I don't know why fucking Jay and Alex get to go. I think it was a double date all but, along. Yeah, yeah but if they're a couple... Then it's yeah. Like, Did he say that? I don't remember saying. I think at some point date. they kind of established that it was going to be a double. They didn't. They certainly didn't beforehand. It's implied, Arlo. So again, go back in your time machine, Ellie, and be like, "Oh, I have plans with Marco. Can because we? She, can we make it a group thing?" She doesn't seem surprised that they're there, really. Yeah, like kind of like, "Oh yeah, I knew they were going to be there." But yeah, like it, I, I didn't feel like she's. Why did they sit behind like, them Maybe there was like a if only she had a relationship coach. I hope she finds one <laughs> later on in this episode. A good guide, one. A good one. Who she can guide to... her in how to do relationships properly. Uh, so, sh- again, yeah, Sean's annoyed. They all decide. She explains why he's there. They go get seats. And uh, we, we cut away from the movies, and we're now back at the park. So... They've gone on this epic road trip, and I'm like, the beach, like, where are you going? And they arrive at a park. Sorry, have we, we, on the beginning of that shot, we saw the poster of this movie, yes, in the movie theater? I think so. Did you yeah. notice that Yik Yu was one of the guys? Oh, and, like, oh no. Was, he looked familiar. Yeah. I was wondering who that was. It was, like, some dude, and then it was also, like, uh, what's his name? Sayak? Sayak. Sorry. I can't see The guy that. who plays Yik Yu. And he's like all like looking cool and like with oh, a gun and stuff in the that. poster. Yeah. All right. Look at Arlo. Uh, so uh, we're at this park that they've all driven to. They sit on a picnic bench. So they get there and they're like, let's sit on the bench. They're legit just at the park. Like they just drove away from the scene. Like, like they're, you know, they didn't go anywhere. The, the level like didn't of, even try. The level of excitement that they had at the start of the episode for taking this journey in the van 
is not equal to where they ended up and what they do. Well, it and where like is this park? place? There's like people making out. Yeah. Everybody drives right onto the grass. It's just like the it's park. A, what it's just, like? There's Jason Voorhees in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it? Mama, mama, go kill you! Stop it, guys! It's freaking me out. Too scary. I'm gonna go stand in the corner and look at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I sealed the driving in the van. That was me. My first vehicle. Like my parents had a Chevy Chevy Lumina. I think was what it was. The van. And yeah, we had to drive in that thing, and it, it would just randomly turn off. Like, we'd be driving, and it would just, like, <laughs> shut down. And you just have to pull off, and I still remember coming home on a date to go see a movie, driving home, and that happened, being like, oh, fuck. Like, I felt like, remember in Karate Kid, when they go to pick up... Uh, oh, um, yeah. the, the, Pop the, it! Yeah, <laughs> and the mouse behind, it's okay! And they're just pushing it. It's like, oh, it felt like such an idiot. Like, this van would just stop, like... It looked like the same kind of... Or you felt like an unintentional pervert, because you're like, oh, no. Yeah. We're <laughs> out of like, gas. Oh. <laughs> you bet. We're at the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, well, really quick. My first car, um, I, I had collected Pokemon cards, and I had an entire first edition collection of them. And when I turned 16, I took that, sold it, got, like, $850, bought a car, and someone, like, asked me, like, how did you get the money for your car? And, like, I sold my Pokemon cards. And they were like, you sold Pokemon cards and bought a car? And I was like, yep. There was, there's nothing different that's, like, childhood to adulthood. Yeah, right there, it was right? perfect. It's like, perfect, like a movie. <laughs> Coming of age. Uh, so Spinner immediately shoves fries in his mouth and Paige is grossed out. Rick decides that he's going to sit on the hood of the fucking van. And Paige, uh, and he's like, Terry, join me. And Paige is like, could you not sit on the van? And he's a, he's a dick about it. And it's like, I mean, I don't really like Paige, but it's like, fuck you, Rick. Like, you, it's already, again, it's already a situation where this asshole is, is an asshole. Is an asshole and everyone knows it and he's trying to dig himself out of a hole. And it's like, you don't even have the awareness that everyone thinks you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think he does somewhat have the awareness, but it pisses him off. Like he doesn't he doesn't have the awareness that the reason that people don't like him is because he did this to Right. And it's maybe not even an awareness thing. It's like he's indignant about it. Like he he doesn't think that he deserves that treatment for what he, he did to their friend. Okay. Yeah, like he he doesn't have that feeling yeah. of culpability for what's happening. Get off my fucking roof. Or hood, I mean, excuse me. Get off yeah. my fucking hood. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Come on, dude. And he's like, he actively, like, knows if he fucks up again that, that Terry was gonna is going to hate him. So he's, like, pushing his feelings down and trying really hard not to, like, snap, even though he couldn't wait to snap. He's <laughs> like, he can't wait to scream at Paige, but he doesn't. It's, like, the first thing that happens with them. Like, there's not even a warm-up. There's not a scene where it's like, okay, maybe he's okay. It's like... They had one conversation, and now he's back to being a dick. Couldn't have spent a, a scene. Instead of that scene in praising Archie Simpson for <laughs> being such a good teacher, they couldn't have had something where at least he was playing Frisbee with them a little bit. Yeah. Or something. That's like, oh, he's smiling. Oh, everything's okay, even though it's not. But he's maybe, got some, maybe he's, got some, he's changed. Maybe he's changed, right? <laughs> he's like, he did apologize. Maybe it's up. okay. Like, he's got, like, mini hockey sticks, and he's got the, like, the lunch trays strapped to the Yeah, he's got the... Yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I just got a sense, Drew, that you really want to talk about the next scene where uh, Ellie and Marco were at the movies. So, Sean gets really mad at Marco for laughing at this obviously terrible movie. And, like, I don't understand why he gets so mad. It's like, I like action movies. I don't hate them. But, like, 
I can't imagine being like genuinely upset if someone laughed at it. Like if I'm like watching a movie and someone laughed, I'd be like, yeah, no, it's dumb, right? Like I just, he, I feel like he's just wants to be mad at Marco for some reason. I think he's also partially mad because it's like Ellie is connecting with Marco about this movie. She's not connecting with him about this movie. Yeah, like Marco's there, one. And they're laughing together. And they're so that's laughing at me because it's something I like. So now he's hurting my relationship, possibly. Uh, yeah, I mean, she needs coaching on relationships. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, it's just another bad thing. But yeah, it's it's a kind of an overreaction. Yeah. Like, people can like or not like what they want. Like, it's he fine. He didn't even say he didn't like it. He just laughed. Like, yeah. you're allowed to laugh at a movie. I mean, laughing is kind of enjoyment. Like, even if you think it's stupid, if you're laughing, at least you're enjoying something about it. I just think he probably, in his mind, feels like they're making fun of me. Yes. Right. I, yeah, I could and This that. is what I like. You're laughing at what I like. Now Ali's not going to like me because Marco is making Well, it would be like if, if it was she and Marco who were going to this Indian Bollywood film festival or something like that, and Sean and Jay tagged along and, like, were sitting there making fun of it. Like, Ellie probably wouldn't be really thrilled with that either, right? Do you guys have a favorite action movie? Because, like, Ar- so in Arlo's family... Uh, every Christmas they watch Die Hard and she hates that I movie hate now. I, I like Die Hard. I don't think it's a bad movie but like she loathes it. Like we all sat around the like Christmas I just don't want to watch it, it at Christmas. It's not my my jam. I want to watch like like Christmas trees and ho 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 and that sounds like a really boring movie. <laughs> she watches the same movies every year. Yes. Oh, so and, like, I want heartwarming like Christmas, Merry Christmas. Yes, <laughs> like heart, heartwarming <laughs> things that will restore my faith in the human spirit. I you... don't want to watch buildings explode on Christmas. I'm sorry. But did you watch the happiest season last year? No. Oh, it's it's like a a lesbian family Christmas story. <laughs> uh huh. It's so it's so good. It's a little bit bad. But you That's should okay, watch as it. long as it's charming. I thought you were going to say it was devastating, and I was like, I don't no, want to watch something devastating. Usually, on things Christmas. with lesbians do become devastating, um, but but no, it's it, it's just if I could remember who was in it too, I could tell you who the thirst traps are. But I'm not good at remembering <laughs> who the actors are. But so that, it's that guy from the driving episode. Who's been in like eight Christmas Hallmark movies? Well, no, no, it was Lady Thirst Traps, but still. Also, we didn't watch this movie together, and now I have a lot of questions. Yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> when we're done recording this, explain yeah. this. I, I mean, I think you were. You this were is the busy. first. This is the first time you've mentioned this. Too. You were busy. I did not. I, I told there was there's a scene of, of Mrs. Claus and a bondage reindeer. And I'm so sure I told you about that. I, don't, I would have remembered that. Well, something to look forward to this year. Yeah, I was going to say, Christmas <laughs> tradition. <laughs> we usually have our good run of like a Home Alone, a Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol is great. A, Muppet, yeah. Yeah. a Christmas Story, Christmas the best story. Christmas movie ever. National Die Hard. Christmas Vacation, usually have those ones. Um, well, they're not watching Die Hard, I don't think. No. Nope. Um, or Die Hard 2 or Die Hard with a Vengeance or... Die Harder. Die, Die Harder. <laughs> that sounds like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're back at the park. Spinner and Drake are playing Frisbee. Uh, Rick heads off somewhere, and Paige asks Terry if she wants to play Frisbee, but Terry's like, no, Rick wants to talk. So Paige has now had enough. This is where she decides to have a conversation. 
um, by saying, have you forgiven Creep Boy for beating you up, which is not productive. Mm. Well, and I think probably, like, Paige is frustrated by Terry reverting to sort of the... Like, back when she and Rick were dating, it would be like, oh, you should have the salad, not the burger. And she'd be like, oh, you care so much about me and that kind of thing. And so they're out here. And And like, Terry's kind of reverting to that and not being fun because she wants to do what Rick wants to do. And I think that, like, Paige's frustration is kind of coming out there. You look like you have an opinion. Well, I I mean, Paige's intervention is unhelpful. Um... And I <clears throat> I had made a note that um, my conclusion th- at this point had been don't date boys, but then Paige's <laughs> voice also made girls questionable too. So, mm. yeah. Okay. I mean, Drake is the only one who actually, like Drake and Hazel look like they're doing okay. And, and you know, Drake's creepy. So we just know where that's going to turn. But, but not- he's always been kind of a voice of reason a little bit. Like he's been the accepting one. He's kind of been... Drake a little bit on the eh, He's had his so, moments that weren't so great. He's not perfect. I mean, it is Degrassi, but... Yeah, no, but he's the more solid... He seems like it. ...partner um, of all of these guys. Uh, so, Rick, uh, here's this conversation. He appears from behind the van, and he says, You have no right to dictate who Terry's friends are, and you're a vicious backstabber. And appears by the van is a very okay. underway, underwhelming <laughs> way of saying how he came around that van like he was coming had, into I a had, wrestling ring. I had, <laughs> chair. I had conflicting moments with this because, like, he's not wrong. She is kind of a backstabber. And, like, she doesn't have the right to dictate who Terry's friends are. So, like, he, even though he's, like, an evil psychopath, he's correct in this scenario. I mean, Paige has not been the best friend to no. Terry. What did she do to her? Like, you tell me, like, I, for, I forgot about this. What She did something to Terry. She uh, did a she, lot of things. Well, I mean, the whole reason that Paige is dating Spinner and right. not Terry yeah. is because Paige got her drunk. Got her drunk. Oh, took yeah. her to the dance. So, like, Paige is, is a terrible person. So, like, he's not wrong. I just, I don't know. Uh, Paige tells Terry, or, uh, sorry, Rick tells Paige, everything you say is a judgment. You think you're so perfect, which I would say is correct. Accurate. Paige says, I'd rather be that than a psycho. Accurate. <laughs> uh, we get uh, Rick scrunching up his face. He's like, like, makes them, like, I don't know. His angry face is like, I wish you could, I mean, you in the room can see it. He's like. <laughs> and, then he scrun- and then he kicks the bumper of the van like a dick. And Paige was like, I told you not to dent my parents' car. <laughs> and like confirming that he's a psycho and he walks away. And Terry says, Rick's right, I'm tired of you pushing me around. And Paige says, if I'm such a bad friend, then go after him. That was a bad idea. Yep. So Rick is in another part of the park. He is throwing a fit and kicking the grass. Well, And and a cinder block. Yeah, he kicks a cinder block. Apparently doesn't break his foot. I watched that and I was like, how did he not break his foot? Like, he went really hard on that. Cinder blocks just happen to be... Steel toe sneakers journey they went on well yeah those the cinder block placement felt a little artificial to me <laughs> the part of the park where in the about cinder five block minutes is. it will be really yeah artificial yeah. it's just a conveniently placed singer cinder <laughs> the block cinder block ravine it's yeah. like it's like well it's a big park so how likely is it that someone's going to fall head first onto this one specific area cinder blocks um so terry tries to apologize and rick yells that she does not matter. And she's, he's talking about Paige. Terry asks him to calm down and he apologizes. And then he says, 
I'm just so happy that we're together. And they have, like, probably, like, their most adult kiss of, like, the entire relationship, which is just fucking gross. <laughs> he's, like, his mood swings there are really, like, he's he's enraged. And then he's like, and I'm just so happy. And, like, you're... And angry. Yeah. I think I said that when we were watching it. I was like, he's so manic right now. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. Up, manic. he's very yeah. swingy and, and, like, he's he's volatile. So he's... He sure is. Yeah. Yeah. And will be. Uh, Terry wants to go back, but Rick doesn't want to. So he pulls Terry back and says, she called me a psycho. It's like, accurate. Like, (laughs) she called me what I'm acting like right now. Uh, Terry says, it's just Paige being Paige. Uh, Rick says, oh, and that makes it okay. So now he pivots his anger towards Terry. He's like, my feelings mean nothing to you. And he's grabbing her arms hard. And he says... Don't you dare choose Paige over me again. And Paige at this point, or uh, and Terry at this point, I think realizes. Uh, I got done is, fucked up. Yeah, I better get out of here. You're yeah. hurting me <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he grabs her tighter and then he uh, says, You're not going back. You're not. And he pushes her and she falls backwards. And. It's too bad that that cinder block is right there. Just happens to be sitting right there. Uh, So she lands uh, back of the head on the cinder block and she is out cold. Uh, Spinner at the other part of the park uh, goes to Paige, who is still upset. She's worried that Terry hasn't come back yet, even though she told Terry to fuck off. Like, and why was she surprised uh, that she'd be back? Right, like they, they went away. Yeah. So they go and look for her. I mean, and Drew pointed this out when we were watching it. Like, credit to Spinner. Like, Paige's just like, Terry isn't back yet. He's and Spinner's just like, okay. And, like, just, like, just, like, let's, we're just going to go find her then. He's like, always he, had the best interest of Terry at heart, right? Like, he's always liked her. He's always pointed out, like, you know, there are guys that will like you for who you are. Like, he's always had Like, he doesn't try to talk Paige no. out of it or anything like that. He's just like, she's not. And then, like, okay. He just gets up and walks it. into the woods. He's like, come on. Like, that's it. Uh, and then what? When they find, I mean, this is a terrible scene, but when they find uh, Terry, Rick is still with them, but it, it looks like like if you shined uh, a light on a garbage can and there was a raccoon in it, <laughs> yeah. and, uh-huh. and then it just runs off. It's like come. the Sasquatch running yeah. into the woods. <laughs> it runs off into the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, Rick is already just hauls ass when they catch him. And so they see that Terry, and, and Rick has blood on his hands, and Paige uh, sees that Terry's bleeding. She tells Spinner to go get his cell and make a phone call, and we cut to commercial. Now, point out one thing. Spinner can't afford a cell phone. Also, <laughs> why is it not in his pocket? He went to yeah. get Jimmy's yeah. cell phone. He, uh, oh. Maybe. Yes, probably. And the other thing, you know, having seen this episode, I wasn't as blown away when she falls and hits her head, because you think she might be dead. You have to wonder, like, someone like Ted, who's maybe never seen it. Oh. What's his reaction, right? Is he thinking, like, holy shit, like, what's going on here? I Ted, wish I did a better Newfoundland accent <laughs> so Ted, I could... <laughs> Email us, Ted, at narbosandbroomheads. If, if you made it through the hurricane, Ted. Yeah, yeah, narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com, Ted. He did survive the hurricane. We got an update, so. I asked Barry, maybe it's his ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so we know that it's really far to walk back because Rick had been asking, um, let's not go back to Paige's van, let's just walk home. And she was like, it's really far. So did he just run off into the fucking woods and, like, run home? I'm assuming he scurried home. Like, how else would he... Like, yeah. Like, five, like five, he just ran that's, five that's miles? Did he, did he go to, like, a gas station and call his mom, do you think? He might have. I think. 
Some, I don't know, yeah. I'm just picturing you might have like a eating phone. a rabbit like in the woods <laughs> like, looking like a barrel weasel man. Yeah. I live here now. <laughs> no. I am the woods. Uh, so now You have to wonder too like what Paige and Spinner are thinking in this moment too. Like they don't know that it was an accident. Like no. obviously like yeah. we know that Rick's actions have caused an, a horrible accident. But he didn't like pick up a rock and smash her in the head. Yeah, they don't know that at this point. We were talking though, about right? that. Like it's like the difference between like manslaughter and murder. Like they don't know that he didn't. Yeah, like you said, just pick up a rock and hit her. Like he did make bad choices, but it was sort of just like an accident. Like he, yeah, he the intention wasn't the intention. Was, yeah, exactly. Cinder block. You're correct. Rick is a good guy. <laughs> no, I was, no, I was like, I feel really weird about defending him right now. Like, like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Um, like he pushed her, but he didn't plan. He didn't put the cinder block there. But uh, so but they don't know that. Like no, they nobody not. knows that. So we're Monday morning, and Radich makes an announcement, telling everybody that Terry is in the hospital and wishing her a speedy recovery. Which wouldn't happen in a school. No, yeah. they wouldn't announce the entire school. Of which two of the grades probably wouldn't even know who Terry is. Is it maybe just the class? Like. Oh, yeah. Would you announce it in the class? Just one class. I don't think... Them. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, fair enough. The teachers might bring it up, but even then, like, they might not know. They might be told not. It's just... It's very odd that... It's just... I mean, it's a trope of the show, and we're going to try and do this, but... Like, I If was... someone died, though, you would, right? Yeah. Okay. It, well, if someone died, they would pull all the teachers into the library or something, and they'd say, listen, this is the situation. You may hear about it, um... It may depend on, like, parents don't want you to share the details. It would all depend on the situation. Like, we've had it happen. Um, and we were told, like, you know, this is who you may hear about it. We have grief counselors. Um, if anyone needs to go see them, they're here. But we don't, parents don't want you to talk about it. So it really kind of depends on the situation. Yeah, when I was in high school, there was a girl who died of meningitis. And I seem, I seem to remember there being an announcement about it because... Um, like there was other people who like were in contact tracing and stuff like that, that all this stuff. Yeah. So maybe, whatnot, maybe but, it would depend. Yeah. I just don't think it would happen like that. I don't think they would just freely openly talk. Like <laughs> The principal would not make a video announcement to the school. Well, but I mean, she's one of the main characters of the school. So that that's why. <laughs> <laughs> like when Nadia disappeared, they said nothing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Marco asks Snake if it was an accident, and uh, Spinner is like, "It wasn't an accident." And Ashley asks if Rick is in jail. Uh, Snake says they're not allowed to talk details, and Spinner says if Rick steps into Degrassi, he'll be the one in intensive care. It's like, okay, you can't, you can't pummel him like that, you know. Snake says people involved were minors; they can't talk details. Spinner is still mad. Well, I think Spinner's response kind of echoes the Dixie Chicks um, domestic violence anthem, which maybe goodbye Earl. Goodbye Earl. Yeah, there's a line in it. Earl walked right through that restraining order and put her in intensive care, and then they, they well, they don't quite do the same to him. Goodbye, Rick. (laughs) Yeah, but that, but that sort of like enraged. I'm going to do the same to you. Yeah, in the in the punk community, like if you if you do something like step out of line, everyone knows that it's you that did that, and you will get 
like your comeuppance one day. Get your like, ass whooped. You oh, get yeah. pulled maybe, off the bus. You, you can meet a pit and someone like is a little rougher with you than they <laughs> normally would be. Like it's it's stuff like happens like that. Like it's uh, there's one t- time I'm not going to talk about because it was actually super fucked up. But um, I, <laughs> you're I saw talking about it right like, now. <laughs> I, I watched something happen. Where I was like, oh god. Like you know, I was like sitting in the corner and it was it was with my ex girlfriend and she was like. Am I gonna get beat up at this show? And I was like, no, that doesn't happen. And then I watched the dude just, just get really beat up, and she was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "It's a long story." Like, but he had done something really messed up to a friend of ours, and so like that happened that day. It was like years later, but it, it happened to him. So well, a different um, interpretation, I guess, of, of justice. <laughs> I guess it's the juxtaposition, though, of, like, Spinner's impulsivity that he's concerned about and, like, that he says later, I'm just, like, Rick and that's whole thing yeah. he goes after him. Sp- he says, I'm going to kill him, I'm going to beat him up or whatever, pummel him or whatever. Spinner's well, it's, and it's the frustration that not enough is being done, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, Marco being like, oh, or Ashley being like, well, why isn't he arrested kind of thing? Like, that's, that, those are all real feelings of frustration that happen. Sp- Spinner's feelings are what people would right. experience. Even adults might be thinking that, like, sure. if I see him, he's fucking dead, yeah. like, you know. Um, so Paige has made a giant card, so they're passing it around for people to sign. Because crafts are a good response to trauma. <laughs> they did a pretty good card in a pretty short amount of time. Such a good card. <laughs> Kudos I, to Paige. No, I do. I, I <laughs> the think real hero. Give, well, giving people hero. a thing to do is a helpful thing because they want to do something. So much glitter. Right? <laughs> that was all spinner. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're at lunch. Ellie tells Marco that um, she's going to go with Ashley to see Terry, but she's like, I didn't really know her. And Marco says, well, they can go together. But as they're talking on the steps, Sean comes in and sits. Sean, again, the relationship expert, comes in and he just sits himself right between the two of them. He's clearly shoving Marco out of the way. So Marco leaves. Ellie is annoyed. And Sean says... I just wanted to spend time alone. And Ellie says, well, you got your wish. And she leaves, which I thought was pretty funny. Excellent boundaries. Support this. I think the phrase communication is key uh, would be good for these two to explore. Uh, at the hospital, Spinner and Paige see Terry in her room. She's in a coma. Um, they could have done... Uh, they could have done... This could have been uh, named after a Smith song. Girlfriend in a coma. <laughs> It's <laughs> just saying. Missed opportunity. Uh-huh. Very serious. Um, so it's Terry's... really serious. <laughs> it would have been right in the nose. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so Terry's dad shows up and says, uh, hey, to Paige. He goes, hey, Paige. Hey, Spinner. I'm like, dad would not call him Spinner. They call him Gavin. That's his name. Uh, this give... is the same dad that we got in season one. FYI, I checked. Uh-huh. I was like, "Are you, you same? Are you same dad?" No, yeah, it's no. same dad. Uh, they give him the card for Terry. He thanks him for coming. They ask how she's doing. He says that she's going to have surgery that night because they found a blood clot. Spinner asks if she'll be okay, and he says it's a big operation, which is basically saying no, mm-hmm. probably not. Maybe. Um, and he's very upset, obviously. Um, he says that Terry was over the moon for Rick, but then uh, he kind of gets the sense that Paige or that Paige and Spinner know, knew, yeah. yeah, knew about it. So then he's angry. He <laughs> does them. get angry pretty damn quick. He gets very mad at the children. He puts a lot on the shoulders of two fifteen-year-olds in are, this are you moment. Sure it's not Rick's dad. 
(laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, he's like... This is an episode of a lot of, like, escalation. Well, maybe we can see why for Terry Rick's behavior was somewhat normalized. If, like, if that's her dad, maybe she's used to someone who yells at you and then says, oh, but I love you, or, you know. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting take. I actually never thought of that. It's like fuck you, kids. You put, you killed her. You but did you see it. how later her on blood he's is like, on your oh, hands. I was just upset. Like my my reaction is justified because of the circuit. And like, yeah, he would be more upset. But there's some maybe. There's a problem. It, it's not the way you would want to respond to your most adults friends. would act a little bit better. Like mm-hmm. we should blame the man whose daughter's in a coma for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who has nobody else. It's basically the two of you pushed her onto that cinder block. So they, uh, Paige and Spinner get to the dot, and Paige is upset. Spinner says, it's going to be okay. And then they start to make out, um, initiated by Paige. Paige uh, is going for it. Yeah. In the van. Uh, some, some people use sex as a stress reliever or to distract themselves from difficult moments. And I, was, I was telling Arlo that like, when we were watching it, I was just like, uh, do you, did you guys ever see uh, High Fidelity? Oh, yes. Uh, you remember the scene at, like towards the end when like she's like in the car with him and she's like, I just want to feel something, not this. And yeah. then they have sex for the first time in like years. It's like, it's kind of like that. Paige is basically emulating that that thing. Yeah, it's just a tough thing when it's like a real mismatch for a couple. When one of them is like, things are really stressful, let's bang. And the other one is like, I can't. Things are really stressful. I don't want to bang. I don't want to bang right now. Do we have to? Well, also, like, in a van in front of his work is kind of a weird area to go for it. But hey, in broad daylight. But that's not his objection. Yeah. Um, he, uh, they start to fight and she tells Spinner that, you know, this wouldn't have happened if you'd left her at the dot. Spinner says, I'm not the one who told her to go off with him. And he gets out of the van. And so they're... I'm not the the person that got her drunk at a grade seven dance. (laughs) And then stole me away. So... So that she was alone. There's a lot of escalating emotions in this episode. I haven't Mm -hmm. really thought of it. It is. Like, it's a... So they walk into the, or he walks into the dot. We pivot to Ellie and Marco, who are also in there. Ellie says she should dump Sean for being rude to Marco, but Marco says, "Isn't it rude for you to bring me on a double date?" So that's the part where I'm like, I guess he knew it was a double date, or I'm not exactly sure. But he says, "I know you want things to stay the same, but Sean can be great for you if you let him." And I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like what? Like Marco? Like what? point have you thought that I, I, I'm just I don't understand that line the whatsoever. only way this makes sense to me is if Marco is friend breaking up with Ellie <laughs> <laughs> like what, real. What is, is this mean girls like is this real do people do this like why did he go to the movie if he felt this way he could have said no just go with Sean we can go see this Indian cinema another night but yeah like what in anything Sean's done other than their little six hour Saturday afternoon would ever lead you to believe that he is good for Ellie. I just don't know. I don't know what where that comes from. I feel just like it's a boy who likes her, who isn't yes. gay. Any right? boy. Any boy. Right? <laughs> Take what you can get. Well <laughs> is he saying Even that hat, he looks pretty cute. I'm just saying that hat that he wears in every single scene, yeah. and I'm sure it's not hiding a receding hairline. 
at this point. Well, is it that Marco's feeling a little smothered? And maybe, I don't know, though. He seems really into the, like, we're going to do the movies together or we're eating together. Or I'll take you. I, he you does know, seem really sincere. I don't think Marco has ulterior motives. But, but like. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't make sense that, you know, he could be really good for you. Having like, a boyfriend could be really good for you. Maybe. Maybe he's like, you could get some, you know, I'm looking for some, you're looking for some. <laughs> Trying to be a good wingman. Maybe you'll, you'll stop cutting if you have a boyfriend. Oh, man. <laughs> huh? Stab you yourself your, 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 with something your, else. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> a real elastic band. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Dude, um, that was good. <laughs> so Spinner uh, now walks to Degrassi and he sees Paige drive by, but then he sees Rick sitting in a car. And so he storms over to the car, opens the door, pulls him out. And uh, Rick says, Spinner, stop it. But Spinner says, Terry said stop. And did you listen? Paige comes over and tells Spinner to let Rick go. And then... <laughs> Who wants to be Rick's mom? Please. Oh, God. That was so good. No, Arlo, it's on you. Please. Yeah. I know. It's... Channel, channel your inner thespian. Leave my son alone. <laughs> Not touch him. He's a good boy. He is a good boy. <laughs> I feel like she's from, like, Eastern European descent or whatnot, so it's like Sprockets or something. It Leave my son way. alone. Don't touch don't him. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Don't hit my Ricky. <laughs> Do not place your hands upon my son. Don't he is kill my you. sweet little Don't boy. kill your baby. <laughs> Now's the time when we dance. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Spinner, Spinner runs off and Paige follows him. And then Spinner's at a picnic table and he's like... Before we get to that, though, okay, oh, yeah. let's say I, if I put myself in Rick's shoes and I assaulted my girlfriend, may have killed her. She's Probably in a, shouldn't be in a coma. She's in a coma. Currently in a coma. But he might not know this, right? Because he's been eating rats in the in the forest for 24 hours. <laughs> I just keep thinking, sorry, really quick to interrupt. Like, I keep, have you guys seen American Werewolf in London? It's like, it, there's that scene when, like, David's in the middle of the woods and he's like, sees himself and he's like, eating a rabbit. It's like, like blood all over his face. And, like, I'm just picturing Rick with, like, his beady eyes and he's like, argh. Like, okay, keep going. Sorry. All I would say is, I'd probably lock my doors. Like his I, door was unlocked. Spinner didn't break a window. He just said, Open I probably door. wouldn't go with yeah, my mom to the fucking yeah, school. Yes, and yeah. as a mom, I wouldn't take my kid there either. Exactly. But let's put it where he is. Home. Lock the goddamn door. Like, I'm going to yeah. lock it. He's fine. He's going to be fine at home. He lived in the woods for a weekend. <laughs> He's going to be okay at home for an hour. He's going to have lots to he do. He just needs a rabies shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a tetanus shot. But yeah, and, and, and again, this keeps happening with these fucking stupid parents and Rick where it's like they keep bringing him back to the goddamn school. It's like, go away. It's not good for him. It's not good for the school. Go to another school. But there's only one school in Toronto. <laughs> That's right. It's a community school. But I mean, I guess we get the sense from, I mean, both from Rick before this point and now maybe from his mom that they don't take any responsibility for what's happened. I think right? that's what comes across. Like vict- mom, victimization, right? I mean, yeah, parents should cover up for their kids, right? Like, but... You know, be there for your kids, but understand. I don't think, like, I don't think his mom up. is awful. Like she walks in on her son about to be getting pummeled, and she does what I think any mother would do, which is yeah. get try to get between the threat and your child. Yeah, I, I think that's the right course of action yeah, in that situation. Just don't don't create that situation. Yeah. Is what I'm well, and yes, well. yeah, don't leave him alone in a car in front of the school. I mean, other than you, Tim, I don't. Does, no one else here has kids, right? Oh, I have some. Oh, you do? Okay. So, like, I have a daughter who's 16, and, like, 
I feel like if I like if she told me yeah like oh, I threw this girl on a rock and she's in a concussion she has a concussion and she's like in a hospital I'd, and like somebody like like some girl ran after her and she's like you know I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. I'd be like I'm gonna give this girl like thirty seconds <laughs> like, like it's the old the old the old guys fighting at school sometimes yeah. like all right I'm Sorry. going to slowly work my way to this fight <laughs> let them throw a couple hey makes so, reservations at a restaurant for later I have heard that Rick's mom is played by a woman who is married to this episode's director. That's weird. But I have not been able to confirm that. Oh, maybe okay. that's the wow. overacting then. Perhaps that is nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> so Spinner ends up at the picnic table and he's like, I'm just like Rick. I'm violent and I'm terrible. And, and it's like, like escalation, like right into full blown out. And it's like, Jeez. I wish Paige would have been like, you're terrible for so many other things. <laughs> like, like you're not you're not violent, but like you're fucked up, dude. Like I mean, you have violence in you. But they like, do portray him as being one, yeah. But... They do portray him as being a violent guy, like the bully. He's the one. Like I, I think. I mean, he's come a lot. People are allowed to change. Sure. Right. We're grow up. Few years later. Yeah. Few yeah. Years later. Well, I'm sure at this point, this is where Spinner finally learns his lesson, and he doesn't fuck up again for the rest That's of the right. He Doesn't make any bad decisions, <laughs> not at all, that harm anybody else. And they they kind of did drop happily the, ever after. The bully arc of Spinner, like in the in the first season or two, he was a lot more of a bully, and now they're trying to make him like as this defender, using his bully powers for good. <laughs> like, yeah, he's more like he's still a, like a dick and a doofus, but you're right, he's not really bullying other kids. Yeah. Um, He'll get there though. He has a, like he gets into a phase again where he becomes a bit of a yes. He does shit. show better show. At least it's for reason instead of no reason. You know, like he used to just bully the younger kids because they were younger kind of thing. Well, that's, that's, a a reason. Reason. that's a reason. Toby yeah, is like so. little kid boner for his sister. Like and Spinner just comes at him swinging. Like it just <laughs> does, has. He's like, don't touch my sister. Like it was so weird. I'm, I'm like, kill you. Yeah, I'm like, dude, they're like little kids. They're gonna hold hands and stuff. And then Kendra went back to her home planet. Yeah. No, she was in gymnastics. Remember? She, yeah, was. she was. Will she appear again? Did we she don't never know. Her routine. We'll never. Yes, know. we won't know. Uh, so of all the things in this episode that are cringeworthy and problematic, I think that we're actually now headed to the most cringeworthy scene oh, with God. Ellie uh, approaching Sean, and she asks if he's dumping her, and he says, didn't you dump me? And she says, I'm not a good girlfriend, but you haven't been a great boyfriend either, and he says he doesn't hate Marco, but he's dating Ellie, and then Ellie says... I have not had a real relationship before, and he says, well, you can ask me how it works. Oh, Jesus. Please, please. I, I, like, the fact that he said that was disturbing, but even more so the fact that she wasn't like, oh, fuck no. Like, like, it was not an immediate deal breaker. (laughs) Yeah. He wiped the gay off his hand when he and Marco touched hands in the popcorn. And yes. he's like, and she sees him doing that. I made a joke to Arlo about that. Like, like when he did that, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to catch the gay. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's, like, it's, it's so weird. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> so, I mean, I, I, let's. Sean's track record, right? So he dated Emma. That was fucked up. Then he had the girlfriend who he made out with in the... Stole Amy. things with and made out left with a motocross. Amy. A motocross. Yeah, and then Amy comes f- back later. I don't yeah, and dumps right. him for motocross right. guy. And he's stealing. And then with her, he's being a dick to Marco. And he's mad that they're hanging out. And he sits in between them. And yet she's like, please teach me. <laughs> please teach me how to do this correctly. 
So again, what's going on in her life where she doesn't have it, where where she's looking for that? Like she's looking for someone to be. I mean, it's because her dad's overseas. Yeah, and her just, mom a male role model is uh, yeah. alcoholic, drunk, passed out. So all of like <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> that's why. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's wonderful. She's got some circumstances. Good job, Ellie. Yeah, so, but, I mean, I really hope that she's continuing therapy because, you know, she's got the elastic bands, but she needs to work on more. Yes, she does. She, she does, I mean, Self-esteem as I was saying, we and boundaries. Uh, so then we go to the hospital again. Terry's dad is with Terry. Paige and Spinner show up. He says uh, they don't know the extent of the damage, but she did come through the surgery and Paige starts to apologize, but Terry's dad says, no, no, I'm the one that was out of line, and he is correct. He thanks them for coming and says they're good friends. He goes back to Terry, and they watch him, and the show ends. And Terry does not yet go back to her home planet, but uh, we are very close to just, like, conveniently writing her out of, uh, of, of Degrassi. I mean, spoiler alert, I wish we had a little bit... Of a better send-off for poor Terry. She deserved more. She got more in real life. It's Mm -hmm. just... Terry, the character, I don't know. She went to, what, sail the islands with her dad? Is that what happened? They went, she went, in this case, she went to private school. That was the way that... Is that, that what they do? That, that's, that, in this case, that's how she was written off. I haven't seen this in a long time. Um, and, like, I forgot that that's what happens to Terry. Like, they just wrote her off, like super weird like that like oh you went to sail the islands private school gone forever yeah yeah like there's a, there's one more episode later where they go to visit her she she wakes up from the well spoiler alert i yeah. guess we shouldn't sorry ted <laughs> <laughs> um suck it ted <laughs> so on the degrassi wiki uh wolfie 713 says "Ooh, nadia <laughs> says oh <laughs> Uh, no, it's actually worse. It says, ignoring what happened in the image of Terry with her feet in the air, that picture is so suggestive. What? <laughs> that's that's uh, what the person had to say about... Okay, Predator. Uh, I mean, I will say the fact that the show ended on this shot of, like, Spinner and Paige was almost like, no, we are good friends. Like, all this stuff that was supposed to kind of be about Terry, about, you know, no, it's all just, we're good. We did our job. We tried to do the right thing. I don't know. It seemed a little lackluster. Uh, One person wrote the the lyrics to the chorus of Don't Dream It's Over. One person said this episode was so sad. Uh, Another person said this episode is so sad. This person says quite possibly one of Degrassi's saddest. (laughs) Uh, This is such a sad episode. Yeah, and so on and so on. And then someone in big, bold letters said... Hey now, hey now, <laughs> don't dream it's over. So anyways, that's uh, largely it for the Degrassi. Sparkling okay, is it a sad out. episode? like, Or is it like a cringy episode or a worrisome episode? Or I don't, I don't know if I'd feel sad. I feel like there's was, a lot to unpack with this episode. Like I'm not sure it's a sad episode. I think it's a, maybe an important episode in the canon. I think it's... I mean, if Terry's your favorite character, it's probably sad. I guess. So, like, you you guys know what schadenfreude is, right? Like, I'm sure everyone knows what that is. Um, So, I It's taking pleasure in other people's misfortune, for those that don't know. So, I hate Claude. Uh, I hate him more than any character ever to be on Degrassi. And I wonder preach, guys, brother, preach. When, when you guys were, like, talking, like, Arlo was, like, watching episodes and stuff, I was like, 
can you let me know when you get to the one where Claude dies? Like, can you t- can you tell me about that? I want to I want to watch that one with you. And she was like, dude. And I was like, what? Like, I'm like, I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm like, the actor doesn't die. I just want to see Claude die. And like, Arlo was like, God, you're so weird. And I was like, sorry. Well, it happened. I don't hate Rick as much as I disliked Claude. I think. I do. I do. I think Rick is They're worse than close. Claude, but I think my connection to the original show makes me dislike Claude more. <laughs> I think Rick is a lot more troubled than Claude. I mean, spoiler alert, at least Claude only shot himself. <laughs> yeah, he... Yeah. That, I mean, that's a good point. It's true. Oh, that's messed up. Yep. I feel sorrier, I think, for Rick than I did for Claude. Claude was just like a douche through and through. Rick has some layers where I have some amount of ability to see that he's troubled. I can't even with Claude's douchiness. Like, when I watch him, I, like, get mad. I, like, start, like, my hackles get raised. Right there on your shirt. Because you're such a big fan. I I got in trouble when watching the original Degrassi, like, an early episode with Claude for swearing about him, and I didn't know that my dad was, like, right around the corner. And I was talking to my sister, and I... I said a bad word, and my dad came around and turned off the TV, and I get to watch the show. Aww. <laughs> Did he come around your van like a whirling dervish? <laughs> he, he was, like, behind the TV, but it was on a really high armoire, and I don't know what, like, he was fixing something that was disconnected, but obviously the TV was what still What did working. you say, by the way? Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm not gonna say it. It was very rude. What's the name of your podcast again? The Miller <laughs> Sisters Talk About... I don't think it could be worse than Drew saying he took joy in Claude Dye. Yeah. Pretty, pretty <laughs> really, I really... I had to watch it, and I mean, like... Yeah. yeah the Claude snuff film. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Well, uh, I do... Well, before yeah, we yes. end off, I do have a little bit of um, correspondence that we received from a fan uh-huh um this is from a good friend of mine um also an avid podcast listener uh named Faisal, and he texted me and uh he said in quotes i'm finished can i have a long treat <laughs> real quote from my daughter the narbos podcast legacy lives on changing lives <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's so lovely. Yeah. Long tree children talking about yes, long trees. He has two adorable daughters, Harper and Madeline, and I don't know which daughter it is, but apparently long treat is now in their vocabulary. I mean it is a it is a like, you know, a treat. Like it's an actual you know, like weed we think of it as something else, but Well, I'm never gonna call ice cream sandwiches anything else <laughs> no. ever again in my entire every fucking time, life. Every time I've hung out with him, we have adventures. Like, he's, I don't know what it is. Like, every single time that I've, like, spent time with him, something crazy happens. Like, he's a really cool dude. I like him. All right, you should go on a long treat adventure. Yeah, shout out to Faisal. What live, live long, long treats? treats? What does that mean? It's an ice cream sandwich <laughs> in Newfoundland. Oh. That's what they call them. I know, right? That's weird. It's like, you guys call them freezies. They're Otter Pops. Otter I think pops? we talked about that on here before. No, no, it's freezy. Oh, why? Um, Oh. No, no one calls. I just that. had America. a video message from Courtney, but I don't know whether I can play it. I'm not. She, I think, just wants to send evidence that she's playing ball. Hold 
Oh, okay. She doesn't say anything. I was going to say you can hold know. up your speaker to the mic and we'll hear. Well, it. I don't know what she the the. It's there's just a, a mystery. How, is it always three minutes? minutes? It's fifteen seconds. Play it. I don't give a shit if she's playing ball. She should be here right now. Yeah. Put it right up to the mic. Put your. Leaving right now is what she's doing. Right, she's at me. She's at she's at Burning Man. Yeah, so she's getting her freak on. This is my ball team driving home from the diamond. She just wanted to let us know that it's real baseball, but you she's can edit that to out. Give no fucks for it. You're in the wrong place. Your real team is here, and you let us down. Um, anyways, let's do the plugs. I'm uh, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Write us at narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com, at Narbos Podcast on Twitter, and Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Instagram. And I'm Arlo. You can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. And Drew is my manly man, love. Where can we follow you on Instagram? I still have no idea. Um, I'm pretty sure it's DrewBoo52. I'm pretty <laughs> You've sure, You've had a week too. to look it up, man. Yeah, I know. On. It's been a whole week. I was like, I'm the real last Jedi. I was thinking of, like, <laughs> weird things I could say, but I don't... Yeah. Too late, hot plate. Okay, then. Over here. And I'm at FollyT. And I want to just say this was a pleasure and a delight being invited to, to meet you know, two people that I've got to know, I'd say, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, on a sideways kind of way. So it's been pretty good. And I'm it was super ex- so lovely to meet you in person. Yeah, I'm super excited to open up my uh, gift pack from Industrial Love. So I'm going to go yeah. through it and <laughs> see what we got in this gift pack. Wait, where's my gift pack? <laughs> yeah, when- I should have done that. Hmm, that would have been a really got good some idea. Some cards here, I think. <laughs> Man, it's this triple X condom. My own fancy doll. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> who are you and where can we find you? Um... Well, I'm 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 your lady friend, uh-huh. Sarah. No, no, my my, my lady friend is fancy. Uh, fancy is my lady friend. You're his partner. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Church Girl, and uh, and you can hear my sister and I talk about dogs and and our opinions on things. At Miller Sisters, never stop talking. Miller sisters can't stop talking, can't stop but, talking. but we don't have, that's just on my regular Instagram. It's, both, it's both, not its own thing. Both of those things are true, by the way. <laughs> and I'm hoping we can do this with, with, with Courtney sometime. would be great. Like if Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, shout out to Courtney because I, I really, I really thought you'd be here for me tonight. So the GoFundMe, which I will start soon <laughs> to get us back to Toronto, uh, <laughs> will be on the next podcast. All right. Yeah, we, we raised funds last year for Children's Temple, and this year yeah. we will raise funds to get you back to, yes. back to Toronto. So, yeah. All right, everybody. So uh, next week we are covering uh, Rock and Roll High School. Woo! Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll see you for that one. And in the meantime, peace. Later. Bye. Bye. Well, I just said I'm going to my love. Stay up late and dream about Kylan I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around the cafe cut Don't you get caught my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so cool I went crazy at the school Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah